This is Radio On The Go Sports, and I'm John Moenkle reporting. Scores from Monday at the Boys State Basketball Tournament, Class 1A quarterfinals. Top-seeded Grandview Christian beat 8-seeded New London 61-51. Number 4 West Harrison beat 5th-seeded Dunkerton 85-63. Two-seed North Lynn beat number 7 Madrid 72-63. And six-seeded Remsen St. Mary's defeated three-seed Gladbrook Rhinebeck 57-47. Class 2A quarterfinals, top-seeded Central Lion beat Des Moines Christian 74-41, and fourth-seeded Pella Christian beat MFL Marmac 61-54. Two indoor track meets took place on Monday, results coming up from those momentarily. On the schedule for today at the Boys State Basketball Tournament, Class 2A quarterfinals ongoing right now. It's number two, Roland Story, taking on seven-seeded Kemper Catholic, and number three-seed Western Christian takes on the six-seed Monticello. Class 3A quarterfinals later today, top-seeded Bondurant Farrar takes on number eight, Algona. Four-seed Newton takes on five-seed North Polk. Third-seeded Marion takes on number six, Bishop Helan, And number two-seed Cedar Rapids Xavier takes on number seven, Des Moines Hoover. Boys track and field today, the Dickinson Relays are taking place at the Unidome in Cedar Falls, featuring AGWSR, Belmont Clummy, Grundy Center, Iowa Falls Alden, and South Harden. The track and field season began Monday for several local schools. At the Dickinson Relays at the Unidome, Applington Parkersburg, Clarion Goldfield Dows, Clarksville, Iowa Falls Alden, and West Fork competed among a large field of schools. Applington Parkersburg's Olivia Bellows placed fifth in the girls' high jump, she also competed in the 60-meter hurdles, where she placed 26th with a time of 10.16 seconds. For the Cowgirls, Michaela Beisel showed off her vertical ability with a 14th-place finish in the 60-meter hurdles and an 11th-place finish in the high jump. For the Indians, Kaylin Hardy in the girls' long jump was 34th place. Paige Campman jumped 38th place. For Iowa Falls All-In, Jaslyn Daigle placed 16th in the girls 60 meter dash and Taya Miller finished 16th as well in the girls 1500 meter run. In best efforts for the Warhawks, Kiara Wood and Ellie Weaver both placed in the top 60 in the girls high jump. Dykney Hartford was in action at the Wartburg High School Invitational. The Wolverines finished the day with 10 top 10 placings. The boys 4 by 100 meter relay was first. Runner-up finishers included Tyler Back in the boys 800 and the boys 4 by 200 meter relay team. View full results from both meets at RadioOnTheGo.com. The North Iowa Cedar League Central All-Conference Girls Basketball teams have been released. Local unanimous first-team selections from Dyke New Hartford include Ellery Knock, Jaden Peterson, and Peyton Peterson. Ellen Waller of Applington Parkersburg was unanimously selected to the first team. Applington Parkersburg's Kendall Ryard was a unanimous second-team selection and is joined on the second team by unanimous selections Marin Bixby and Camille Landfair of Dyke New Hartford. Local honorable mention selections include Maddie Buskell of Dyke New Hartford and Quinlan Schultz of Applington Parkersburg. Dyke New Hartford's Peyton Peterson was named Player of the Year, and Wolverine head coach Bruce Dahl was named the Coach of the Year. View the full list at RadioOnTheGo.com. The AGWSR girls basketball team took a step forward in the 2022-23 season. At 23-2, it was the program's most wins in a season since 2008-2009. The Cougars had little issues with most opponents and had only eight games decided by fewer than 10 points. Head coach Mike Finger says with very little of this year's talent graduating, the future is extremely bright. Definitely it was a significant step forward uh, 14 and 10 last year and then obviously 23 and 2 this year and undefeated in the conference so the girls have a 
lot of things to be excited about. We still have a good core nucleus coming back. We'll, we'll miss our seniors for sure and the leadership that they provided. But we'll have four of our five starters back next year and our two leading scorers back. So there's a lot for the girls to be excited about and the potential that if we do the things that we need to do we can take another step forward, I think, next year. The Cougars were led by freshman superstar Nakia Olivier. The guard finished as the top scorer in the NICL West with 21.6 points per game, led the league in assists per game, and was second in steals per game. Finger says Olivier brought the team to the next level. She just had a heck of a freshman year when you consider she's 14 years old, and she came out and had the kind of season that she did, and you know, night in and night out, she's going for between 20 and 25 points a game. And, you know, after the first, I don't know, eight, 10 games of the season, without a doubt, you know, teams were scheming to try to limit her points. And by and large, you know, it really, it didn't stop her. So she had just a fantastic freshman year, obviously scoring. I think she ended at 540 points, you know, breaking the 500 point barrier as a freshman. Just a tremendous accomplishment. Sophomore center Josie Cooper was the second leading scorer with 15.4 points per game and was the team's top rebounder with 8.8 per game. For their performance, Cooper and Olivier were unanimous selections to the NICL West First Team All-Conference. AGWSR's only losses were to 3A state qualifier West Marshall and Class 1A runner-up Newell Fonda, the team that eliminated the Cougars in the regional postseason. Three seniors will depart the program. Iowa Falls Alden boys basketball coach Michael Collison says that he'll be preaching physicality this offseason. The cadets recently finished a 9-13 season that ended in the Class 2A district semifinals. Collison says he wants his young guys to continue to grow their bodies and their games. Our young guys who, who played kind of for the first time this year, those guys taking a big step forward. You know, we, we got to get a lot stronger as a team and, and a little bit tougher. Not that we didn't have guys who were tough, but, you know, we're just going to be giving up a lot of size next year, and so we we need our guys to, you know, play tough and play bigger than they are and, you know, improve their game, but, but definitely improve in the weight room and, uh, and get faster and stronger. The cadets will lose seniors Nathan Schmitz and leading scorers Cason Boyer and Andrew Bicknews. Collison says this group stayed consistent throughout their careers. You know, all three of those guys are guys who lead by example, probably more so than vocally, but they've, they've done the right things. You know, I think those three guys especially haven't missed a weight session, you know, missed an open gym. Or anything like that in four years. You know, they, they really kind of established, hey, this is, this is how you stay committed to the program. And, you know, what I was really proud of was, was their, their class, you know, had a lot of other guys that uh, were good players. And just by a weird set of circumstances, a lot of them, you know, weren't out. Collison says his cadets are a hardworking bunch, and he hopes the young core can stay motivated through the offseason. I think no doubt our kids want to win more and, uh, you know, wish that we could have won more games. But I think more than anything, they've got to use that as motivation, you know. Hey, you don't really want to get out and go lift today. Well, remember the last game you lost uh, by two points? You know, you better go lift so you can get that rebound that, that's going to secure the win, you know, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for our offseason and, and our kids coming back because I think they're, they're really good kids who do want to work hard. The cadets will soon begin their offseason program. A state senator is calling for the dismissal of the director of athletics at the University of Iowa. Republican Senator Annette Sweeney of Alden says the more than $4 million legal settlement to former black players who allege there was racial discrimination in the football program is a boondoggle. We've got a stench hanging over our great university, and it's called Gary Barta. 
In the 16 years of his tenure, he has cost the university millions of dollars. Sweeney cites three previous payouts in discrimination lawsuits over other Hawkeye sports. And Sweeney says Barta and others involved in negotiations in this latest case ignored the wishes of coaches who were fighting the allegations. These discussions took place entirely without the knowledge of the consent of the coaches who were even named in the lawsuit. How incompetent. Not letting people defend themselves? This was despicable. Sweeney, a farmer who served as state director for USDA Rural Development during the Trump administration, says it's time for accountability. She's calling on the University of Iowa's president to ask for Barta's resignation, and if he doesn't resign, Sweeney says Barta should be fired. We need to review the region's budget and hold it until the stench of over Iowa City is dismissed. The Board of Regents governs the University of Iowa and the two other state universities. Two million dollars of the settlement announced Monday is being covered with state tax dollars, which has raised the ire of Sweeney and other lawmakers. That's it for this edition of Radio on the Go Sports. Find more at RadioOnTheGo.com. I'm John Mowinkle reporting.